0: It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo.
1: This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to. Another episode of NFT365. Now I am back in the home studio, but uh, I've been hanging out with a bunch of marketers and fellow speaker friends. And, well, I just got to say, it's been interesting uh, to uh, get the pulse of of those that are, you know, I believe like kind of on the forefront of content marketing. Those that are on the forefront of, uh, you know, let's just face it, what's working right now when it comes to uh, enterprise brands and businesses that are, are really standing out from the noise online that are you know, everything from e-commerce to enterprise tech. And uh, they had some interesting takes and interesting thoughts on all things Web3 uh, NFTs. Uh, and we're going to talk about that on this episode. Before we do so, uh, of course, mention our sponsor, Crypto Business Conference. That is happening October 9th to the 11th in beautiful San Diego, California. I'll talk a little bit more about them uh, at the end of the podcast. But, you know, I was uh, speaking at Content Marketing World and shout out to the team over there at Content Marketing World in, in Cleveland. It's actually changing locations. It'll be in uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, next year. And great event, great people. Um, and got to hang out with a lot of uh, my really good friends. I got to see a couple of my favorite speakers uh, on stage Ann Hanley, uh, Andrew Davis, uh, Joe Polizzi. Uh, Robert Rose, uh, just a lot of gr- just good friends that uh, we got to hang out. hadn't hadn't seen each other uh, in probably like a year. And even when we saw each other a year ago, it was you know that weird pandemic moment where we're kind of hanging out, but we're not really hanging out. You know, it's one of those uh, moments. But you know, I was one of the only if not, I was the I was definitely the only uh, NFT uh, talk uh, at the event, but one of the very few uh, Web three conversations and. You know, what I find so interesting is that, you know, a lot of the excitement for those that I believe are like, you know, bleeding edge that are are thinking about, you know, that are very future forward uh, are all in on Web3. Like that, that is no doubt about that. You know, I, I talked to actually many of our, you know, I think there was five of our uh, founders that hold our founders NFTs uh, on, uh, you know, they're in. Uh, beautiful Cleveland. A uh, shout out to Brian Piper. Brian was actually hanging out, uh, went to my session and uh, I appreciated the support and uh, it was great seeing him sitting there in the front row, got to you know show off the new merchandise. And uh, I will just say like, you know, the, the one of the most common things I heard was, you know, this idea like, hey, Fanzo, I, man, you're killing it with the podcast. Love what you're doing with NFTs. Seems like NFTs are really, you know, taking off, you know, I want to learn more. I just, I I know enough about NFTs, but I don't really know that much. You know, I don't know enough to get involved yet, but man, it sounds like you're doing exciting stuff. I just don't know, you know, when I'm going to find the time to dial that in. And, and also just, you know, I got, I got to find out how much I have to educate my, my, my audience. And I heard that from multiple people, um, and multiple walks of life, right? Um, actually, one of the marketers that was there that is a friend of mine I've known for a long, good while works with one of the largest hospitals in the world. Uh, another friend who was in that same circle of people works for one of the, the largest SaaS software companies uh, in the world who happens to have a big event happening in San Francisco this upcoming week. Uh, and it was funny because you know some of the, the conversations that we were having, it wasn't anti-Web3, right? So I, I don't want to spread that narrative but it was almost like a blissful ignorance, or blissfully deciding, like I'm not ready to deal with that chaos and that change, and I, I know it's coming, and I'm not anti it, but I'm also just not really willing to commit or learn or embrace it. And for me, that's interesting, right? And I'll be I'll be heading to Disney World. Uh, next week, I'm working with Reagan, uh, the Reagan Comms PR team. I'll be hosting uh, their three day event in uh, at Disney World there uh, next week, and that'll be another one, right? There's a lot of PR comms, uh, social, uh, you know, people that are there at the event. So I will report back, of course, from that event as well. Excited to be there on stage. Uh, you know, we'll have some members of the team there. Uh, apparently, we're doing something cool over on uh, at EPCOT as well. So. Course, uh, if you're following me on any of the socials, i social fans, uh over there, maybe on Instagram. I'll probably do some Instagram reels and uh some Instagram stories over there about that event. But you know, the last three events that I've gone to that are non-Web3 events, right? Non-NFT event, not cryptocurrency event, not blockchain event. Um, the last three events that I've attended, it's such an interesting narrative because you know i've been an early adopter for a long while and i think this is important for all of us to think about you know as an early adopter i've i've always known that there's like a not only is there like a breaking point but there's like i like this is where i get in this whole argument of like i don't really care about mainstream adoption um or mass adoption what i'm really interested about is well first of all you know let's let's say like you know we need institutional money adoption right that's a that's a big piece of this but also like I think adoption in the sense of use cases that cannot can just not be replaced right and so you know this event content marketing world um, they did not issue nfts as tickets uh, you know they uh, it is actually a really great event for they have a great um, uh, iPhone app uh, they have a ton of sessions uh, at the same time I think there's like I don't even know 10 10 sessions going on um, at each hour mark right so there's a lot of content a lot of different um you know presentation styles from workshops to things on stages whatever that may be but i will say like i'm excited you know we're going we're going disney world and then we're of course going to be at crypto business conference to sponsor of the podcast um and then uh, at the beginning of november we'll be over there in london for nft london i'll be speaking at you know all of those events and you know one of the things that i i've talked about in the past was that when my audience is creator heavy or small business owner heavy, the use cases or the ahas are usually happening on they want to be creators of NFTs, right? And one of the things that I've been trying to wrap my head around is that you know I preach the fact and I believe it wholeheartedly that you must be a NFT consumer or NFT holder or collector before you are an NFT creator. And of course, I did the whole episode on Starbucks the other day. Um, anyone can go back and listen to that on my on my take on you know how smart it was, the team that they worked with. But beyond that, like if we take this like a, a step further, you know, being a collector really does mean you have to take. A a chance into crypto, right? Because you need to set up your exchange to move money from your bank into, uh, you know, converting it into crypto. Then you have to move your crypto into whatever your wallet was. And I was testing out. I'm kind of a geek for testing out different narrative and conversation. So people, you know, some people would ask, like, "Well, give me a reason why I have to be using NFTs or." Uh, I had a great question. We were in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, um, and one of the questions that um, someone that was there, you know, that has known me for a long while, had asked, was they they kind of like glanced over and was like, "Well, Brian, what is the use case where I know I have no option but to embrace NFTs?" And I was like, "Well, concerts and and um, you know concerts and sporting events, I believe." very soon will be delivering their tickets in nfts and then i was like well you know the starbucks example is interesting right because you know the starbucks now adding that but i also got pushback from a couple of people who are like well i'm not really gonna have time to deal with that so i'll just get my rewards and, and get my free coffee that way right so that was like okay that, that valid point but i do look at it as you know as far as marketers concerned, right let's be very uh careful because I, I tweeted this out yesterday and and Funky Fish, uh, one of our listeners and one of the followers on Twitter said, Well Brian, what are the use cases that you're using to help people, you know, see the future of NFTs or the power of NFTs? And I was very clear on like It really depends on who I'm talking to and what environment I'm at, right? Like there is no way that at this environment with content marketers, none of them gave a crap about like, do you hold a board ape or a crypto punk or, you know, what is a lazy lion? Like they, no one was asking those questions. What they were asking was, you know, if, if we are, you know, putting our budget together uh, for upcoming and, and, you know, we have our social budget and we have our, you know, our community management and our content. And uh, they are like, well, we're not really gonna probably use Discord, but should we be thinking about Discord being something that we have to use? And I don't even know the best answer to that because I don't want to say yes because I think I think there needs to be a better solution than Discord. But the there is like this narrative of like there's a lot of moving parts that have to really be in place so that you can you know fully embrace and leverage. This community. And I will say that the number one uh, kind of pushback across the board that I heard was Brian, even if we go all in, we still have to educate and bring all of this to our audience or our customers. And we're not sure if we're ready for that. We're not really sure if we want to commit, you know, customer support as well as, you know, education and onboarding for all of our community. And and one of the people that were listening that uh, that listened to my session, you know, afterwards we were standing in line and there was people coming up, and a couple of people brought up like, "Hey, you know, we have a really passionate um, email audience, right? That is signed up for our email newsletter, and we're thinking that's going to be our place to kind of um, enter NFTs into the conversation." And and I, I shared my whole thoughts on um, why I think the NFTs should be free for for a lot of those uh, scenarios, right? Don't put a, a barrier to entry. But one of them said, like, "Well, you know then we have our data concerns, uh, so we have to bring legal into the conversation, uh, And then we also have to worry about, you know, what is the art that we're using to make sure that the art is like on brand, but it, we also don't we want to be you know culture you know cultured as far as the NFT space going. But we also have to kind of like move some of those needles forward. and And it was funny because my session literally was four hours after the eth merge was complete. And I was kind of excited to have people like, oh my goodness, like they are energy efficient now. And I will just say, like, I didn't get that vibe at all. And I don't know about you, but I, it, like, and, and, I, and I'm gonna put this out there. And I, I'm curious. So, like, you know, the ETH merge, I, I saw some people on Twitter, they're like, well, the ETH merge really didn't, nothing happened. So it was kind of like, we're just same old, same old, you know, crypto went down because of the, of the report of um, you know the market as a whole, and this is something that I wonder. You know, we talk a lot about managing expectations, and I don't want—I don't think being um, methodically, uh, I guess—I don't want people to lie. But I thought, but imagine if this. Imagine if for the last six months, Vitalik, the Ethereum you know community, were saying, "Hey, there is a high likelihood." that for about 30 minutes, the Ethereum blockchain will go down or that will need to be switched off. So you need to make sure that you don't have any transactions running. You need to make sure nothing minting or buying. So imagine if that was the narrative for the last six months and, and they had it kind of fine-tuned into a certain time frame, And then, you know, 24 hours beforehand, they published and said, you know what? It doesn't look like we're going to have to take the network down at all. All of our testing, we're going to leave it up and so, for those that are are kind of paying attention, you don't have to heed our 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 idea that we we told you that you're, we're gonna have to let it go down. Like, I wonder if that was the expectation this whole time, and then we were all of a sudden hit with like, oh shit, look at that, Ethereum. They I mean they came to play. They didn't they didn't have a downtime. They didn't risk our security. And how awesome is that? Because instead of being like, man, they killed it. Most of the conversation was like, "All right, now that we didn't have to do anything, and now that we're over there, when do, when does the bull market start? Or did anything really change? Or what do our developers have to do differently? Or, you know, I I, I went down a TikTok rabbit hole of people that were now buying um, the the kind of the ETH rigs because they wanted to uh, you know put in their fifty thousand dollars or so or their you know thirty one ETH uh, to start being able to." Uh, be a validator on uh, the new Ethereum, uh, you know, upgrade, and that I found was interesting. Right, I, I most of them were not miners, uh, but now I think with the energy efficiency side and and some people having that like kind of uh, liquidity, uh, I think they're looking at it as you know some kind of form of passive income. Also, kind of like a new habit or a new feature, or you know what's going on. But I I think the moral of this story. You know, and, I, and I'll kind of say this for everyone that's listening here, right? Is that we are definitely still early. And so if you're wondering, like, if you're too late to this game, if you're listening to this podcast right now, or if you're listening to this podcast probably in the next three months, six months, you're still early. Like, we still have a long way to go to get marketers and business leaders, especially enterprise tech and, and some of those worlds, even to thinking um, about moving uh, into the web three space at like a, a, at a big clip at a major clip. The other thing I, I'll i say is that the opportunity to be an educator and I'm not going to say towards a niche, but I'm going to say an educator towards a focused persona is massive. Right. And so like, what I mean by that is, you know, I, I believe a great use, a, a great, you know, if someone's looking for like, Hey, I want to educate, but I, you know, how can I stand out? Like there probably should be a podcast for people that are, you know, educating people that are, you know, that have never heard of crypto before, right? Like, like I think we could really start taking away some of these variables around what the the onboarding piece is. The other one can be, you know, I think there's a difference also between, you know, entrepreneurs and those that work in a brand or a business, right? Uh, you know, we often forget this, that, You know, if you're not a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad, if you're not an entrepreneur working for yourself, um, if you have a nine-to-five or you're working for, you know, middle management or you have a a job at a a large company, you're not able to log on to OpenSea during the day. You're not able to mint a project that is dropping at noon Eastern time. You're not able to get into the Alpha Mornings Twitter spaces at 9 a.m. That's just like not something that you're able to set aside time for, or, or or kind of uh, click into. And so then the question becomes, how do we reach them? Right? Like how do we bring a lot of this conversation to them? And I think part of it is we need to be bringing it to them, not on NFT circles. Right. And so I look at it as like, there are some great opportunities to collaborate with people that are already trusted thought leaders in this space that are not in like web three. Right. So like if there's a podcast on um, let's just say, um, time blocking, right? If there's a podcast or a YouTube channel that is talking about, um, scaling your online business or, you know, a good one I was thinking about on the airplane the other day was, you know, those, those that are, you know, going back into the office, right? Like going back into the office podcast where people are talking about like your new job or how to get a raise or how to get promoted, like those podcasts, being interviewed or bringing the the NFT conversation to those arenas, I think are uh, is, a, is a great spot. The other thing I think we need to remember is that, you know, this is all a very much a learning, uh, you know, like the learning curve, right? And I we like to say, like, the, the tech is still really difficult as far as setting up a wallet, um, you know, even understanding the marketplaces and the different blockchains. Well, let's, like, throw all of that out, right? Like, let's just throw it out and say, if we're just onboarding people onto Ethereum, right? We know that they're going to have a MetaMask, you know, for the most part. We know that they're they probably going to need a Binance, a Crypto.com, or a Coinbase to connect their their bank towards. We also know they're more than likely going to be using OpenSea for browsing their um, their NFTs. And maybe they're going to, you know, jump into a little one-of-one art. So maybe they're going to know, you know, focus on known origin or um, maybe you know, they're going to play over on Super Rare or one of one of the ones that are, you know, kind of uh, or even Nifty Gateway for that matter. But at a bigger clip, like something that we just have to look at is the complexities beyond that are already ridiculous. So let's just make it very clear and and understand that we need everybody, you know, kind of embracing a train the trainer mentality. We need everybody understanding that like we need to keep building we need to keep focusing on use cases that are tangible that people can actually wrap their 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 heads around and those use cases in my opinion they can't just be born on web3 companies cuz i'll tell you when i uh, i brought up cpg club um in the uh, in some of the conversations that i had with the community i also brought up proof collective um, in some of the the community conversations, and then I also brought up some of the other projects that I've been working with lately, right? The Marilyn Monroe side of the house, um, we had them on the podcast, uh, and I even brought up the Inbetweeners with Justin Bieber um, and Geo the artist. And there was definitely like a, meh, like they were much more interested, especially the content marketers, on like the Starbucks Bud Light um tiffany and co actually tiffany and co use case was one that jumped out um and even people were even more interested on like the care bears hello kitty uh brand connection like the uh, ip connection than they were some of the born on blockchain um you know use cases or communities and so that's just a narrative that we have to look at we have to understand kind of how all of that kind of plays uh you know it's partially why you know for me you know our sponsor crypto business conference you know, even my talk um, that I will be giving there October 9th to the eleventh, uh, I'm definitely tweaking the the narrative. I, I, I will tell you, i I don't like the slides for me aren't even close to done because I want to hear what's going on here at Disney World when I'm working with a lot of these brands that are gonna be in the audience. There's a lot of big brands that have signed up for um, the event, the social media conference that I'm speaking at uh, next week, and I'm hosting. Uh, you know, I, I know the, the, the marketing team from like Southwest airlines and Walmart and the marketing team from home Depot, a lot of them are going to be there, um, at this event and I'm, I am a whole, I am on a panel, um, uh, around, uh, NFT use cases. I'm on a will uh, be doing a fireside chat around the value of web three, but my opening keynote at that event will actually be the futurist mindset. And I think if you if you're looking to kind of have that futurist mindset to open your mind to what's possible for your brand, your business, your your clients' business, definitely check out Crypto Business Conference. I think with the 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 lineup that is there, um, of course you can. If you even if you can't come to San Diego, you can buy yourself an on demand ticket um, and check that out. But um, I definitely just I think it's one of those things that I'm excited to take all of these different examples that I've been testing out, these different events that I've been uh, speaking at, and bring them and customize them for my keynote there uh, at Crypto Business Conference. So definitely check it out, socialmediaexaminer.com slash NFT365. And I'll leave you with this. Uh, Sometimes it's, you know, we we hear people like uh, bragging about unplugging or bragging about going and hanging out with non-Web3 people. Because it's such refreshing, and it's good to step away for a while, and it's good to understand, you know, that not everybody is is like in the bear market and down and out. Well, you know what's interesting is that after I left the event and I was at the airport, I was able to jump in to a Twitter space, and some good friends of mine, listeners of the podcast, um, were were there. You know, uh, you know, Becky and Lori, uh, they host a a Twitter space on on thursday evenings at 5 p.m pacific uh it's the women in web th- women in web 3 or uh, uh not women in web 3 i think it's uh it's you know women uh, the w- women in night and my web 3 I- i'm messing it up but, uh sorry ladies but uh my my boy travi was on there uh who's been on the on the podcast and um i i I would say, like I was listening to them talking about, you know, all the value that they found in Web3 and how much their lives have been um, enhanced and amplified, and they consider their Web3 friends, their family, and their and their NFT communities that they're a part of and they're super active in, as just like they're like they just are so thankful for that group. And as I was sitting there in the airport, it hit me like I'm extremely thankful for each and every person that I am connected with in the Web3 space. And as much as I love those offline events, you know there was a little bit of like hesitation. It wasn't hate, but there was a little bit of hesitation, a little bit of like not being willing to be curious, not being willing to kind of put themselves out there. And and I was listening to Twitter Space, and I had to jump up on stage uh, after a little while, and I and I and I talked to the ladies and Travi, and I just said like that Twitter Space hit me in the feels because it was so great to be like reminded again that you know where we're at right now is where we need to be and i just want to tell everybody that's listening right now don't let others that are either hating or naysayers or questioning what you're up to don't let them control your happiness or why you're here or what you're all about it's so easy for us to like you know be tough and 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 kind of roll with the punches but you know, yes, there's a bear market, but think about all the good things that are there and all the possibilities that you believe in and hold true to those. Because I will tell you, I didn't I didn't question for a minute when I was at the event that um, that I don't love the space and wasn't all in. But I did kind of get this feeling of like, man, we still got so long to go. And how long is it going to take us for, to get there? But then I sat in that Twitter space and was like, you know what? We're doing great things and I'm connecting with some great people. We're building some brands and businesses and we're experiences that are going to change people's lives. And for that, I'm extremely thankful. So for all those that are out there, hold strong and believe that just because others aren't okay with this space or they haven't seen the light or they haven't had their aha moment doesn't mean you should dim your light or you shouldn't be proud of what you're building or what you're in this space for. And trust me, they'll look back on this and wish wish that they sat through my session at Content Marketing World. They're going to look back on this like many of us do and say, man, I wish I would have bought Bitcoin in 2017 when my friend was telling me about it. And it's okay. They'll be here whenever that when the time is right for them. But just know, I believe the time is right for you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of our community and our Web3 family. And until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. Day.
0: Cheers. The Mint 365 Collection 100-Day Countdown is on. We're counting down to November 11th when we'll auction off all 365 NFTs as one collection, including a custom mosaic of all the art. Want to bid on this one-of-a-kind Web 3 time capsule? For details, keep listening to NFT 365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share and do all of those good things. We are greater than me and as always, the show is not